Welcome to Gun Day Brunch. I'm Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. And I'm Jack. You're always Jack. All right. So, guys, uh, <laughs> was the internet... Wait, before we start, Keith, wave your hands in the air like you just don't care so I can put a sponsor banner Sponsor banner. All right, guys. So, um, was the internet upset about anything this week? Like a video? No, maybe, no. There, with there, wasn't, there wasn't suddenly a temperature change that resulted in some... Uh, icing on certain certain uh things that would otherwise go boom cold-blooded <laughs> so it's cold you, as ice if you live under a rock and you don't get memes um grantham <laughs> froze a bunch of guns again and this time he froze handguns and everything broke except for two things which yeah. <laughs> hurt people's feelings stopped. that those were the two things that didn't break why are we why are we confused that cold is bad for machines i don't okay this especially is especially machines that have tiny bits of of very temperature sensitive materials and you make them super cold which makes those materials brittle and also like unnatural cold yeah so if you didn't watch yeah. the video grantham did another freezing guns test he froze handguns but because it was a little bit warmer when he filmed this one than the last time, he soaked them in the water and then stuck them in a cooler full of dry ice, which is like, does your handgun, I believe, <laughs> does your handgun work on the surf on the dark side of the moon? That's what that right, like we are, is. Yeah. Look, and if we want to talk about fighting, I, I was going to say Russians here, but Russians can't even fight on Earth, apparently. Yeah. God. If, no, if we're fighting the covenant in the dark side of the, the moon, Russians, not as hard as you I'm thought. I'm fine to have this question. I'm I'm fine to have the question state like okay we're dark side of the moon here, um but yeah like wow and, and also it may have been a different scenario had like water not been involved and you just super chilled the handgun and see if anything broke I but with actually, the water intrusion in all the tiny handgun spaces yeah. bad things occurred so and uh the interesting thing about that is the water intrusion is actually what makes the difference right because i've actually gotten handguns thanks to uh thank you for me being in a minnesota uh based military unit i've gotten i've had handguns out in exposed conditions down to like negative 25 negative 30 right the gun runs fine as long as you don't let water get into it and let me tell you uh for the record, guys, I was among the groups that got my feelings hurt. I expected the water intrusion plus negative 70 to jack all these guns up, right? But when the Beretta didn't go bang, I was like, oh, here's my sads. But then the part that made me literally, and if, you're, if you guys aren't watching the visual version of this, I'm going to make some facial expressions. But there was a part that made me grab the arms of my chair and go, Hee! in like terror, when he forces the hammer back on a 629, which is a 44 Magnum caliber revolver, and the cylinder doesn't move. I was I, I was I was as with that one as when he pulled the trigger on the M14 and then nothing happened and oh, he yeah. couldn't get the action open. And you're just like, that gun is going to suddenly go boom. Oh, dude. When all I could think in my head, because I know. I am intimately familiar with the guts of what makes that 629 do all of the turny, spinny, clicky, cocky things that it's supposed to do. And you should not, under any circumstances, be able to pull the hammer back to full cock, depress the leaf spring without the cylinder rotating, because now there's nothing stopping that hammer from just yeeting itself forward in an uncontrolled way on a cylinder. Because, and here's the thing, the cylinder 
it might have turned actually a little like you, it's impossible to tell from the video, but there's no way you could tell that that cylinder might not have been just enough out of alignment that the round will impact the forcing cone and blow the gun up. So I was just like, like I'm like, oh, oh, put like a stick in between the hammer and the frame. Do something, Mike. You're scaring me. <laughs> it's it's that terrible moment in the horror film where you're like, ah, oh. you're like, now nah, I'm pretty sure he didn't detonate his hand because this would be a different video. Oh man, Garantham blows hand off on internet would one would be a very, very highly viewed video, but also sad. Uh, so, but let's talk about, let's talk about the actual part of the thing that everybody seems to be obsessed about. Cause there were three specific guns that, oh, by the way, raise your hand if you're surprised that the Steyr pistol didn't work at all. And just like, just said- Who keeps I, remembering that Steyr made a handgun? The Star Trek phaser looking thing is- <laughs> The Certainly. weird triangular sight. So I I have a bug about this gun. A friend of mine uh, had one. That's my issue. I know so many people that bought these and bought the hype that went with them in a very particular community, and that is the science fiction nerd community. Uh, they mm -hmm. sold these things like hotcakes to these people. My My friend who has one is a published sci-fi author. <laughs> you don't i gotta it. think we know the same person like uh, uh easily you, you might not actually because he doesn't run in that so he doesn't run in the bay and book circle uh, -huh. uh we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards yeah i'm just so, like <laughs> this is the one thing i always hear from them I, I'll, i'm just gonna harp on it real quick they always look at me and they're like oh yeah i've got a pistol too and in my head i'm like i i don't care i don't yeah. like no. i'm like cool they're like, what do you have? I'm like, damn it, we're, we're stuck. We're in this crap. We're having this conversation. And, and I'm you, like, you, I'm you like, inhale. you I'm pause like, mentally real quick. It's it's just like, I say, I open my mouth and it's like, whatever high capacity nine millimeter I happen to be carrying at that time fills the blank. Like whatever I, whatever I've got on me. And they're like, I've got a styre. Have you ever seen one of those before? As if they're like about to blow my fucking mind. And I'm like, oh, because I won. No, you're not carrying it. No one made a holster for it. No. You you can jam it in like three different guns, leather holsters. Does it even have a rail on it? It it has the it has the same accessory rail that the Sigma series had. So it's not big enough guys. for a TLR one. There's literally no light that'll fit on it. It's not a Picatinny style rail. It's just the grooves on the side that you used to get the clamp lights for in the 90s. So that means you can't even put it in, in an Enigma. It's well, literally- the, uh, the spotlight. The Enigma yeah. is the belt. Uh, yeah, the yeah. spotlight that goes on the Enigma. Yeah, there's nothing no, that- this floodlight. Yeah, floodlight. Right. So I'm like, okay, so you're not carrying it. They're like, yeah, you ever shot with those sights? They're combat sights. They're super great for combat. And I'm like, really? Because literally so no combat. one uses them in combat. And the they all seem to work otherwise. Because the country that makes it, guys, uh, if you're if you guys are wondering, the country that makes the styre also makes the Glock. So guess what their military carries? <laughs> Not styre. Weird. So anyway, so right. So the styre sucks, and no one's surprised by this. Uh, so in the video, he freezes his gun super cold, and the the. I was not surprised that the, the Gen 3 Glock didn't work because you can literally pour water through the firing pin channel of a Gen 3 Glock and it will work. 
the water is not frozen, but that means there's enough space in there for water, <laughs> which means there's enough space for that water to freeze. So yeah, didn't work. Little physics lesson, guys. When water when water freezes, it expands. So it takes um, up more space. But then Tuka <laughs> stops worked. all the moving things. The SIG M18, which is my favorite gun to shit on, not for the record because I think it's a bad gun, but because I'm a Beretta homer. The SIG M18 worked, and the MMP, just a random MMP, you could tell by the, the, the gun that it was the MMP core edition because it had the tall suppressor ready sights. So the MMP core worked, and the SIG M18 worked, and the internet was like, but why Glock no work? Why SIG work? And I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. It's completely random because there is no guarantee that those guns have the same amount of water intrusion into the striker channel or anything like that. So, uh, and I think Mike even said in the video, if you're basing your decision on what handgun to carry off this video, you're an idiot. Right, you, in, for this it's, to occur, such a you cut. went swimming, then hopped out the dark side of the moon and then were assailed. Right, and I feel like there's so many other things that would need to happen before the uh, space Nazis on the dark side of the moon are the guys that you're fighting. That was a real movie. It was. It, it in fact, was. That is a movie reference. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, what I think is interesting about it, though, and we're going to kind of pivot this into this discussion, is if you had taken the vast majority of those guns, what did he have? He had a Glock, an M18. He had... Um, the MMP, uh, he did not have an XD, but if you take basically any of those guns and subject them to what we would consider normal operating conditions or even extreme operating conditions like sand, mud, dirt, cold, normal levels of cold weather, not the dark side of the moon, um, they all work just fine. And there's literally no difference between any of them because uh, to get to the point of this episode, which we'll do some more on this, it really is the golden age of semi-automatic nine millimeter striker fired pistols. There's like, pick a, pick a brand. They make one and it's probably pretty good. They make one and it works. And if you like it, you should probably carry it. And, and the there's probably enough accessories for it to yeah. work with common holster lines. If, if the guns come out since 2010, someone made a holster for it. Mm -hmm. And if it's got a rail on it, you can put a TLR1 on it or a X300 and stick it in a floodlight and you're good. Boom. Yeah, there, there you go. There's your holster and your light, which is a thing you should consider anyway. Yeah, this, <laughs> and I think they're making a mod light one too, if you want to be like super cool and have a mod, mod light's light. making one and the guy's uh, cloud is making one. Mm. Uh, cloud and, one is, Cloud's making two. Cloud's got one that's flesh fit on a 17. Ooh, that's kind of cool. And from what I'm hearing, they're looking to make it fit X300 pattern uh, indexing. So anything X300, you should also do uh, cloud defensive. How oh, far are we I don't, away? I don't know if that will end up being true, but should. How far are we away from having an industry standard optic plate? Like as, as like to sort of pivot away from this for just a second because but I, it's not I, pivoting because you can also put optics on like on all of the all guns of that guns. are coming yes. out now. And like here's the, the thing: so all the wonder nines are optics ready now. The smartest thing that Hollow Sun ever did, aside from selling a decent a decent quality optic for two hundred dollars less than an RMR, let's, was let's not call it decent. 
it's a competitive optic. It it's, really is. It's, look, it's look, look. If there was 20% difference, I'd say it. But there's not. And no one's paying me to say different. And once they pay me, I will say different. <clears throat> but until then... Trijicon hit your boy up, apparently. <laughs> right. Or Holosun, whatever. I have both. It's so, so bad. Guess which Trijicon's one's died like, more. We have to sue them about the like, like, oh, dude, no, I have a Trijicon SRO that literally will keep, uh, that will drain, and it's got a parasitic battery discharge, so if I put a fresh battery in it and turn it on and shoot it for a match, it's fine, and then if I turn it off and put it in my gun safe and take it out two days later, the battery's dead, because right. it's just like, so anyway, that's why I use Aimpoint on, for all my optics, but I, so back to the point. The smartest thing Holosun ever did was design their optic to fit on the RMR footplate because when the Holosun hit the market, the RMR was sort of the de facto standard of like pistol mounted optics. And Holosun goes, is cheaper, fits existing plate and good. Have nice day. But that in Chinese. <laughs> so remember when the RMR first came out? Mm -hmm. Remember what the initial reticle was wasn't it like a wasn't like a are we talking about the illuminate no no version? no so like the the, the illuminate like the the, the one with the uh, tritium that was i have that one okay there was a the original electric one that i first saw was a 13 moa dot oh yeah it was huge. oh yeah yeah um, because because the triangle was 13 wide so they just made yeah. a 13 dot to go with it yeah, the original I, uh, application for the RMR that many people forget was to stick on top of an ACOG so you could just like crane your neck like a giraffe and do CQB with your optic that's now three feet tall. On top of M249 saws, which is what we bought the RMRs for in the Marine Corps. We, you had a three and a half power ACOG and then you had the dual illuminated RMR with the triangle reticle on top of that. So you already have this awkward 17 pound machine gun and you're like, all right, now we're up here. Who uses the sights on a saw anyways? Like who in the history of shooting people with a saw has been like, let me get a sight picture with this thing instead of just being like, rip off, oh, frick a jam to get rip, frick, it was, rip, it was frick. not I. <laughs> it was not I. And funny story, if you if you took care of your saws, they worked kind of like Beretta's. They, the saw does actually, I think the saw gets a bad rap because it's mostly maintained by indifferent idiots who are 19 years old, but pistols are really fucking good and uh see let me see if my logic on this tracks i think part of why there are so many good pistols is we actually in a way have the modular handgun system to thank for this because everybody wanted to make a gun for the mhs contract so you ended up with the apx and the p320 and the 19x and i mean glocks were already good before that um, who am I leaving even, out? Even guys like even guys like Beretta who were chasing it with the APX, they went back and added it to guns like the M9A3, which became the M9A4 that mm -hmm. are optics ready. And other other double action guns are now optics ready. Jack, if you're like, about to say the APX isn't good, I will disconnect no, no, you from no, no, this that's, call. That's, that's <laughs> not what I was going to say. I think we're historically off. Okay. I think the golden age of nine millimeter does not start here with mhs this is the pinnacle mhs is the pinnacle we've reached what people want mm -hmm. but where we started and feel free to argue with me was way back here 
with the SOCOM handgun contract. Interesting. Now, okay, walk me okay. through this. All right, so for those unfamiliar, in the 1990s, there was a SOCOM request for a high-capacity offensive handgun system, and they wanted it to do a lot of stuff. I Suppressor love that name, ready. by the way. Right, yeah. Suppressor ready, it needed to be able to mount lights and lasers, and it needed to have a higher capacity. What that higher capacity was, I think, was kind of left up. Now, I'm, I'm also skipping over a lot of stuff here. What won it was the Mark 23 H&K, which, if you've never handled it, is the biggest handgun that is not a Desert Eagle. It's so but big, I, the size of it great. is offensive. <laughs> uh, it's also yeah. super heavy. Uh, the only people that I think bought them in numbers were the SEALs. And as I have talked to many a guy with great hairdos, none of them used them. I, uh, I, I only know of one verified, well, one verified to me use of it. And it was a, and the, the operator's exact words were, I should have brought up submachine gun, but I just wanted to take this gun with me once. Right. It's, <laughs> it's very large. It's a, it is an offensive handgun. It's, practically crew served it's, it's basically 40... the size it's no joke the size of an mp5k right and when you shoot now i've shot them suppressed they're super quiet it's the most accurate handgun i've ever fired at 100 yards without an optic um you can hit a eight inch plate all day long if you do your work with it um it's double action with one of the like a huge trigger guard so why do i think this gun led to this well, this was the gun, this was the request that basically said, like, hey, I don't want a 1911 anymore. Now, they were still stuck with 45, and they were still stuck with, like, a huge gun. But when we start stepping back with this stuff, we start going, okay, what was the next thing that came up? Well, a little bit later, they did another handgun contract run in the... it. I don't, I don't remember the exact time period, but this is what got us to the FN-45. Oh, my with, God. I forgot the about the, on the, it. F, the FN-45. That started as an Army contract. Yeah, they wanted a special operations handgun, and that gun is more or less like starting to become the modern series of... Now, Glock... Yeah, I can, I can get on board with this. Glock also comes around with Gen 3 Glock. Gen 3 Glock gave you the accessory package and it was the longest it's still running aren't they they're still yeah. making gen threes yeah yep. fun fact on Fort the gen California. rock yep funny, exactly funny, so. funny story there it is for california it is for the california pistol requirements that gen threes are not going to go um extinct anytime soon because uh there are 54 million people in california and some of them do like pistols yeah, it's the yeah. only Glock that's the Gen threes are the only Glocks that are on the CADOJ approved roster. So now, is there a thriving black market of cops who can buy guns that aren't on the roster who are no. reselling them? I wouldn't no. know shit about that. No. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't drop a dime on any of those guys uh, if there was. But <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Gen three Glocks will never go away. Gen four has been discontinued. They're not making it anymore. So. Nope. They've been rolled into five. Everything's a five. Yeah. Um, I want a Gen 5 35 MOS because I'm I'm still low-key stupid for uh, 40, but that's a different story. So, yeah, we go to Polymer 
frames, which not everybody is using, but I think there's a lot of like, if we, if we looked at SOCOM, we looked at whatever the contract was that tried to get the FN 45 in. Um, Cause that was years was, later. I think, I'm pretty sure it was an army contract. It was an army handgun and that was contract. The, that was the first gun I saw that was like, from the factory, you can put a red dot on mm-hmm. this thing. I think red that was the and suppressor. I think that was the first like mass production gun that you could do that with, actually. Right. It, it, it was the first one I remember that had the three. You could put a red dot on it, you could put a suppressor on it, and you could put a light on it. And it was and, a universe, and it was a pick rail light. So it was modern, modern light mounting. And it came with suppressor height sights too. Like it was yeah. it was the gun that and it was huge uh i just want to point out that it was an enormous gun but oh, yeah. it's a big it did actually have a pretty decent trigger on it it was dasa it had a pretty good trigger on it it could also be carried select uh single action yeah uh just like a bunch of other guns and gerard butler used it to shoot a bunch of people in that crappy movie that wanted to be heat but wasn't nearly as good as heat fuck what was that called uh um uh... Triple nine. No, not triple no. nine. It, uh, Den of Thieves. Yes, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. Yeah. yeah. Excellent choice for a uh, like a like a, a semi-dirty cop gun, by the way. It looks awesome in the movie. Uh, that movie uh, is not good, by the way. No, uh, it, it's very much it tried. Like it's it's one of those films that I, I will tangent it, I guess. But like I remember the final shootout the bad guys have like a saw, an HK416, a Nevesky PSD. And a full a, auto Roni carbine. Yeah, full auto Roni Glock. They've got like first, they got first spear body armor, like all this really dope stuff. And the cops have like condor plate carriers that are falling apart throughout the entire scene. Like their little pouches are falling off. They don't fit right. And they're running just like stock guns with no optics. Yeah. Gerard mm-hmm. Butler has a scar that doesn't have an optic on it. I'm like, what happened here? Right. Who, wh- who, who was like, who okay, these dudes, the bad guys, are going to have all the coolest and latest stuff. Like, every gun had a light, an optic. They looked cool. Their gear looked cool. Like, he had a bunch of pouches and stuff. And the cops are just like, eh, whatever mid-grade airsofters, uh, whatever they're doing, that'll be fine. Yeah, that'll uh, be fine. <laughs> so that's that's a really good example of one of the many reasons why that movie is just a sack of garbage. Uh, <laughs> right. So, getting back to the golden age of nine mil, uh, I think you're kind of your next evolutionary step. Then is special operations eventually go is like these guns are huge, and we want something that uh, works and isn't huge. And that was when you started to see your the Glock 22 was actually the first one that went in there because they wanted to share ammo with the HK UMPs that they have, which is still my favorite submachine gun that I, because it's, it's so dumb. And then you get to the MHS because they're like, wait a minute. And they all, everybody all goes back to nine mil. And then they're like, what if we got the army to pay big army to pay for our guns instead of having to buy them with our own money. So let's write a proposal that will result in everyone getting Glock 19s. And then of course, big army got their hands on it, fucked it all up. <laughs> and, and so comes because so I, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> talking with, 
I remember talking with someone at uh, Marcorsis at about this time because the Marine Corps had made a big deal about having a 1911, the M45 CQB. Uh, the railgun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the railgun. Um, so they, like, it was super cool. We still use the 1911. We are so badass. And I was talking with a guy from Mark Orsis and he's like, yeah, none of them work. Yeah, they don't none of them work, work and all. nobody actually We have to take them into them. the shop. We have to work them over. Once they leave the shop, they work, but not a single one works when it, I, when it I lands promise, like, here. I know there are a bunch of photos from like a Musox reconnaissance team and a fast team like doing shooting days and they've all got the rail gun they like whip it out they do a bunch of stuff i promise you that somewhere there was like a marine corps photographer and a cult rep and a bag of money it was like yes <laughs> for the love of god i gotta sell some of these things to some civilian funds i need a big photo thing and the guy's like no problem chief and that dude like <laughs> walked over to the marine corps dude walked over to the actual action dudes who were like gearing up and not even putting pistols on He's like, hey guys, um, put on put on the handguns and do some handgun stuff. I'm like, no, why would we do that? And he's like, giant case of beer. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're then like, they're all they're like, is this good? Am I doing it right? More beer? Okay. <laughs> then he had to go through and edit out all of the photos where somebody's gun had a type one malfunction with a piece of brass sticking out of the ejection yep. port, like fudge. <laughs> That actually, uh, not to sidetrack, but if uh, one of my favorite movies, which uh, one of my favorite movies, which is a bad movie, but it's a fun movie, is SWAT, the one with Colin Farrell. And when they do the range shootout scene, um, one of the actors, and I can't remember, it's not the main character, it's not Colin Farrell, and it's not, um, uh, and it's not Samuel Jackson, it's the other guy, the guy who betrays him in the end of the movie, his uh, Kimber has a failure to extract and the or eject and the round is just sticking up out of the ejection port and he's going and he's shaking the gun and you can almost hear him go bang 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 (laughs) if you have never had the pleasure of um shooting against your local county SWAT team at a pistol competition that they put on for charity and watching all of their 1911s fail continuously on the range and you're just like what a good day i'm gonna tell you that is the top i'm very i get close occasionally to that day in my history but i'll never forget being there in like a hawaiian t-shirt with a blade tech iwb for my glock 17 hell yeah and Mm -hmm. and they were like uh do you need to go get your gun i'm like i'm wearing my gun bro i'm good to go i got it and they're like oh okay i just got out there i was a mediocre shooter at the time but I did better than those dudes. If for no other reason, there were a lot of stops like, oh, hold on. I got up. I'm like, mm. got up. Got to set this up. What's the what's the phrase from motor racing? Uh, to finish first, first you have to finish. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, what probably would have helped those SWAT guys if instead of old crappy 1911s, they'd had the new Walter PDP slash F, which is actually what we wanted to talk about at the top. We got there, guys! guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together. This is just an example of a plan just being forced together. I'm like, I can't come up with a natural segue for this. Hang on. Shove. I forgot what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah, the PDP F launched uh, today, guys, while we're recording this. uh, A few days ago when you see this. 
the marketing is so good for it. Like no, it's the, really good. The, yeah, like, and this is not even us throwing shade. We're all marketing professionals. We're all e-com guys. We know what the fuck we're talking about theoretically. Um, and it's allegedly it's, it's clean and it's how's the, the best video's way to describe really it? good. It, the, it's, the, it's a good hype video because it doesn't it it teases up to the cringe line, but it never actually gets there. Which is what I want. I I yep. want, yeah. I want, look if wearing a shirt that said i want to die in a pile of brass was actually cool we'd do it if mm-hmm. it wasn't kind of cool people wouldn't buy it mm-hmm. i have some ironic I, I definitely have some ironic gun industry shirts though i'm, I'm already seeing people that are like why well, they gotta call it the f-series and put female all over it because of search engine optimization and also girls buy stuff guys yeah, yeah like the um <laughs> It was uh, 42% of recent gun purchases were uh, female. Wait, is so, that what the F is know. for? Is it really for yeah. female? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so yeah. Hey, that's how much I've paid attention to the marketing because uh, all I saw was PDPF, and I'm like, huh, cool, a new PDP because the PDP- PDPF like, for small. Yeah. Which, <laughs> well, they can't call it the SK because then HK would be like, <clears throat> excuse me. Lawyers, lawyers. We have we have copyrighted those two letters. You cannot. So just, um, might no, the, the F series was female. It, it it has a lot of female centric marketing because it was designed with a lot of female shooter input, and it's got a reduced grip profile for that. And one of the big reasons why is because they looked at numbers and saw that forty two percent of recent gun purchases were female. Keith, are you telling me them women folk are arming themselves now? The women folk are getting guns. If the church I... finds out they can shapeshift. <laughs> <They're gone>. <laughs> <laughs> so when I look at this, I like it. I, uh, um, uh, yeah. If you gave me this grip angle, but bigger, I would be very happy. So I think this is cool. Um, and it's a PDP, which is out the box, been running good. I yeah. have not heard a lot of like, oh, I had to take my PDP back. Um, I also haven't invested in one because I'm very cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only I've uh, got one, I love it, but I haven't spent money on the red dot for it, so I don't take it out a lot. <laughs> so I've never shot a PDP. Uh, no, I take it back. I shot a PDP. I shot one of Scott's PDPs before it technically existed, and I was like, this gun doesn't suck. Um, like which. And I don't want people to take that the wrong way because that's about the highest praise that I can give to a generic polymer frame striker fired nine millimeters. Hey, this gun doesn't suck because it shouldn't. None of them should. Again, like we've been talking about, I can go buy an MP or a Glock or a SIG or a Beretta or a Walther or insert uh, mildly an recognizable handgun yeah. brand. And but what's what's crazy about it is is that the it's gotten so good that previously, like what you would consider like mid-tier brands, right? Like your Canics and your Springfield XDs, those work too. Like I, like I'm still not going to be like, yeah, Springfield XD, that's my go-to, but it'll probably be for the average user's use case. It's probably fine. Mm -hmm. And the new Canics, some of those guns actually are fucking good. And they they have all listened to the market. Mm-hmm. No one is no one is deaf to the market anymore, guys. No one shows up to work and says, <laughs> "Yeah, we don't." <laughs> Sorry, 
<laughs> one, one is deaf to the mark. So now you're legal on P7. Sorry, I just, it flows. <laughs> it flows for me. It just, it just came out. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. Oh, FN. FN is. It, it makes a great nine mil too. Shit. See, this is the problem. There's so many of them. You get you get to about ten, and you're like, I know there are more. Yeah. That's why when people ask me why I don't have a Glock, I'm like, is somebody paying me to have a Glock? I have APXs because I like those and they do the same fucking thing. So Right. Like I used to be the Glock guy that sat there with the superiority complex and I'm like, look upon me and be <laughs> shamed by whatever you carry because it's not as reliable as my gun. It won't do what my gun does. And now I'm just sort of like, everybody, yeah, just go to the gun store. You'll probably be fine. <laughs> the idiot behind the gun counter can no longer screw you that badly. Yeah, they really can't. If you walk in there and you're like, I would like a striker fired nine millimeter handgun that will fit me. They're going to turn and look at the wall and be like, well, that's certainly 80% of this. <laughs> that's Does one strike your fancy above the others? They're like, that's all of our guns. Here you go. <laughs> that's Here you everything. Go. They've done it well. And, and Have frankly, a day, idiot. As I continue to go to gun stores and I look at them, the the market has taken away the idiot's response to be able to be like when the young lady walks in, she's like, "I'd like the gun to defend myself." The guy who used to grab the thirty eight snub nose has died off or retired, or they don't let him talk to people anymore because they're behind the counter. It's millennials and Gen X. The oldest dude behind my gun counter at my local gun store is a Gen Xer. Right. And that uh, dude's the manager. That's I'm thinking about it because I only go to one gun store in town because it's the cool one that rents full autos. Um, that's where I do all of my transfers. And everybody in that store, with the exception of the owner and the senior management, is younger than me. So I, uh, it is time. I realized what <laughs> I must do. I must recommend counter. a 38 snub nose to all small statured women shooters. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I prestiged. Yeah, like they're no longer going to do that. They're going to recommend you a gun that's not half bad. The only thing I have is like when I go there, like a bunch of dudes are wearing drop legs and other stuff, and I'm like, all right, homie. 20% less. You're, you know what's a real sign of like... <laughs> you're close. You're close. You went a little too far. Reverse. <laughs> you know when you're in a really good gun store is when you walk in and everybody is wearing untucked shirts and no one has visible guns and they're all like, my age or younger. And I'm like, there'd be a lot of concealed Glocks up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of fun at the local gun store because they'll like show me something. They'll be like, dude, check this out. And I'll be like, uh-huh. That's nice. An enigma, you say. Mm -hmm. mm. Pray tell John what? Hopman real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which craft technology is this? My local gun store has no idea what I do, but they know I'm completely connected to the firearms industry. Like Same. one dude there knows the whole 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 deal, but everybody else is like, What? How do you? I'm like, oh yeah, that gun's pretty cool. You're like, you know, I'm glad they finally got it out that I've had one for two years now. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, man. Like, I'll get stuff sent to that store, and they're like, We don't know what this is. 
Yeah. What is That's this? I'm like, hey, problem. don't take any pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. Please don't post this on Reddit or something because I would like to keep my job and I'm not about to break your stuff. I don't want to buy I'll be NDAs. real. If, if I ever don't, I don't get cool stuff NDAs. because my gun store violates my NDA, I am going to punch someone. Yeah. yeah sure. like, <laughs> I had that conversation. I was like, hey, don't take pictures of my stuff if you think it looks cool. It may not be for public consumption yet. Um, which has happened to a lot of people because well, yeah. their gun stores weren't cool. <laughs> anyway, mean, that's that's us bitching yeah. about industry. Let's, we shouldn't yeah. do that. Sorry we're so agent. cool that we get <laughs> <laughs> I just casually name drop John Hotman in conversations, which as a side note, how cool is it that one of our friends like is actually a name drop to some people in this in- to like I, consumers? It's so I, weird. I'll briefly talk about this. Me and John have been friends for a very long time. Um John was one of the first guys that I said, give me something free. And he gave me something free. Mm-hmm. And then I proceeded to get in a bunch of bar fights with it. And I called him up. Uh, like I got it on Friday. I called him on Tuesday and I was like, all right, here are the problems with this thing. And he's like, all right, let's go. All right. Um, and from that part, we were like l- level one dudes. And now we're like much higher. And occasionally we like just reach out to the other dude and be like, Babe, we made it. We did it. Like we, we did. started at the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> uh, I have, yeah. Uh, I have, I have also known John for a very long time. I had one of his very first skeleton holsters. And you know what's funny is about that. We're gonna end after this part. I promise. Uh, we'll do a quick summary of all of the things. Um, we've. Uh, all three of us have gone from a point in the industry where we don't ask our friends for free stuff anymore because we want to value our friends. Like I buy shit from my friends now. Like if I need a new holster, I know that John and Sarah or some of our other friends would give me a holster, but I'll just buy it because I'm a grown up with my own money. And I would rather do that than be like, I want a free thing. Summary time. I love having that. Yeah. Summary time. All right. So guys, uh, water in guns at the temperature of the dark side of the moon is bad. Also, don't be a fucking nerd and go tell me what the actual temperature of the dark side of the moon is. Like if it's not that cold or whatever, I don't care. Just turn a phrase, go listen to some Pink Floyd or watch Transformers. Two, it is the (laughs) goddamn golden age of nine millimeter semi-automatic striker fired pistols. And apparently we have HK to thank for that. Weirdly. Thanks, Jack. Um, and, <laughs> according to Jack, according to my weird history, they still won't sell us anything, but they did it. And third Snake, and final, that's a SoCal pistol. <laughs> third and final, uh, civilian legal P7s. <clears throat> <laughs> third and Actually, final. you know what? Screw that. You don't need to give the world an MP7, but you do need to give all three of us an MP7. Yes. Please. Yep. Yeah, just us. Just us. I can source him. We can even, you can give us one MP7 and we'll do a custody agreement. Yeah, we'll share it. it. <laughs> we'll co parent. Jack and I live pretty close. Like, we could, like, you know, swap that guy on the weekend. Right, right. <laughs> we got this. We're at a we McDonald's parking lot. I have the like... license for this. <laughs> Handing a machine gun to each other. <laughs> <laughs> how many federal laws yeah whatever uh and third actually, actually funny story zero federal laws would be broken doing that oh yeah that's a good point uh so third and final guys uh the walther pdp is out and it's awesome. PDPF. PDPF. pdpf right which stands for uh pdp female which is cool because girls buy guns and that's awesome so jack any last thoughts um where are your troops and may i count them
<laughs> uh, Keith? Thank you. Uh, the Russians resent that remark, Jack. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have troops to count. <laughs> They've been losing generals at an alarming rate. Very that is a terrifying number well. of generals that got smoked. Boy, it's a it's weird at these generals getting dropped with you know 300 wind mag rifles. I just <laughs> 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 the black car hanging outside my house, man. 